The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and doctor of internal medicine, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-890-9783. Well, one day I'm going to make it to the intro announcement, but probably not this week. Uh, I think you did. It'll, all right, all right. All right we'll Dr. Franklin Weefold, Dave Alexander. One of us is a practicing cardiologist and internal medicine specialist. The other guy, not. Uh, but I'm going to give out well, the telephone you're number. smart. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I could have gone that way. If I'd only gone that direction in my life i'd i wouldn't be here that's true that's true 919-860-9783 is our number 919-860-9783 call that number with a medical question and to the level of his comfort he'll tell you you know dr weefold will tell you what what's going on i'll do the best i can anyway all right right give you a direction anyway to talk to your doctor about um, today's show, we're going to talk about diet, including fad diets. Uh, we've got uh, something on cancer and uh, an animal you ordinarily don't associate you gave it away. with cancer. No, no, no. And stress. On the other hand, as you well know, doctor, in your office, you have people or in your waiting room, you have people who you knew were going to show up that day. Yes. But if somebody shows up and they have something that needs to get taken care of. They get taken care of. Fit them in. 919-860-9783. Last week on this program, we teased it the whole time, never got to it. An Israeli woman essentially gave herself brain damage because she fell into somebody's advertised diet. She juiced. Juice only. Juice and water for three weeks. Bad bad idea i mean juice is good for you isn't it yeah i mean the the thing that the only thing that humans need to have in their diet without a doubt is protein if you don't have protein and there is some protein i suppose in juice but it's not very much right our bodies can produce everything we need except for a few essential vitamins as long as we have protein yeah if you don't have any protein your body is going to start breaking down your muscles and breaking down your brain in order to get enough protein to keep the other essential functions going. So, bad idea. Juice diet, no. Isn't bad it idea. pretty clear that if somebody tells you you can only eat from this narrow range. Yeah, that's bad. They're, they're doing something bad for you. Yeah, and so, you know, the bottom line is, and we hear this all the time, it, it's everything in moderation, but more so enough protein, enough uh, fluids, and you should be okay, but the best way to lose weight, yeah. honestly, yeah. is cut back on your carbs and your caloric intake, okay? I mean, this is one thing I tell my patients who say they have a very hard time losing weight. And I say, okay, do you finish your plate? And they yeah. say, yeah, yeah. yeah. because oh, yeah. there's a shadow of my mother hanging over me is gonna slap me across the wrist yeah. because I didn't finish my plate. Well, that that's left over from the war and from the depression. Sure. 
you know, the poor starving children in Europe, right. you know, and the poor starving children in India, you've got to eat what I've given you. Right. And so, you know, the natural response was, well, let's let's take what's on my plate and send it to India. <laughs> not a good idea. No, but good. the key thing is portion control. And I'm going to talk about this first. So I'm going to eat Don't that first eat plate. Don't eat so much. I'm going to eat that first plate. Now, assuming my plate is not supersized, yeah. and assuming you don't stack it up like crazy, yeah. I could probably figure that one serving should be it. Right, and I think people eat for a lot of different reasons. I think the number one reason that people overeat is emotional stress. It's, that's why they call it comfort food, right? Yeah. I mean, because the, these foods that are rich, they they produce dopamine in your brain and you feel better about it. Right. Um, remember those guys supersized me? And yeah. They yeah, ate yeah. at McDonald's and they supersized everything and they talked about how horrible it was and mm-hmm. they gained all this weight. Okay. There's a woman and she was very, very, very smart because McDonald's lists the exact caloric intake of every portion. Yeah. And so she ate at McDonald's for two months, but she ate 1,600 calories. So she had a breakfast, a lunch, and a supper. Right. 1,600 calories total. She lost 35 pounds. So in many ways, it is what you eat. But yeah. I think the first thing in a diet should be how much you eat. Don't overeat. You don't have to finish your plate. We have Tupperware, right? Yeah. yeah. Put it in a Tupperware and save it for later. Um, and, and satiety, that's the key thing. Okay. I, I when gotta, you're full, yeah. stop eating. I've got a money-making idea for yeah. you, but What's I've that? got Steve in the waiting room okay. from APEC. Steve, welcome to the show. You're on Heart Health on WPTF. Hey, Steve. Hey, how are you all today? What Good. can I do for you? Well, um, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I've, I've had a couple of parts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, my situation is not uh, losing weight, but gaining weight. I have Crohn's disease. Yeah, that's so that's a very, real very tough disease, and yeah, yeah, you just can't digest anything. Um, and and so I I just wonder, just any suggestion yeah. at how, all? You, so you want to put some meat on your bones? I mean, that's exactly. the simple thing. <laughs> How, how under control is your Crohn's? Are you still having a lot of diarrhea? Are you having a lot of pain? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. are you taking one of the newer injectables, the anti-immune things? Yeah. and Has it helped? You know, n- nothing seems to work. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, until you get that under control, the problem is the way that we gain weight is that the food goes into the stomach, the acid breaks it down into little pieces, and then in the small bowel, which is what... Crohn's disease can actually happen anywhere in your GI tract, but more than usual, it's in the small bowel, and that's when we mine absorb. Is, yeah, we, we absorb the nutrients the, there. So if the you're, worst yeah, of mine is the terminal iliac. Yeah, it's terminal ileitis. And I hope you take B12. Do you take B12? Oh yeah, I yeah. take. That's yeah. where we talked earlier, Dave and I, before the show started, about B12, and that's you know the, the primary essential nutrient that is absorbed in the terminal ileum. So you have the stomach about 23 feet of small bowel, and then the terminal ileum inserts into the colon. The main purpose of the colon is just to reabsorb water and um, form the waste product, which is stool. So if you still have inflammation and constant discomfort and diarrhea in your small bowel, it's going to be very difficult for you to gain weight. Um, And I I guess the the bottom line is um, you have to eat 
as much as you can um, caloric wise the number of calories is going to be really important um, protein um, you're going to need that uh, a lot of that um, so it's going to be real hard until they get it under control the problem is you know I, I bet you've been on a lot of prednisone in the past and it's just so hard to continue taking that so I'm not sure that I am qualified to answer your question what I would do and, and, you know, I'm sure you have a GI specialist. There's got to be a Crohn's disease program for gaining weight. I've had somebody have Crohn's so bad that they had to have intravenous nutrition. Um, they couldn't absorb anything. Yeah. Wow. And so I don't know if you've heard It's called TPN, Total Parental yeah. Nutrition. My, my stepson actually died. Yeah. And it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, I admire you. I mean, it's really hard to live with this condition. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, we have these Humira injectables. They're monoclonal antibodies that, that prevent the immune system. We think that Crohn's is an autoimmune disease, just like lupus. And his body is yeah, reacting Yeah, his body is to reacting something. to his own gut. Yeah. And so a lot of people have responded to these new autoimmune things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Humira, and right now I can't, I'm not thinking of the other, um, uh, the other ones, but uh, they work in a lot of people. But unfortunately, they don't work in everybody. And so... Um, you know, this is another example of the things that we need to, to learn more about, and that's how to treat these autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've come a long way, but, you know, here's a prime example. Um, our caller is just uh, is, is not uh, where he needs to be. Steve, are you communicating with your specialist effectively about how poorly you know, this I is? Am, and um, <clears throat> the, um, the care I've been given is amazing. Yeah. They, they truly are amazing. Um, I'm not sure I can, or I'm supposed to say, but... Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. We, we allow you. We I don't want, want you to know. badmouth a doctor, but if you've got a shout-out for your doctors, by all means. Oh, they are... Western Wake Medical is absolutely incredible. Yeah, they're good people. I know them personally, they are the GI people. guys there. Yeah, good people. And, and uh, caring they have, people. They have really helped me. Yeah. And, you know... Yes. We're sort of looking at this as a, you know, I'm sort of danged if I do, danged if I don't. Well, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough thing to live with. And I admire your courage and keep it up. And, you know, the other thing is there's, there's a lot of research coming down the road and someday there will be better treatment, if not a cure for your condition. Good luck to you. Good luck, Steve. Thank you. So here's, here's somebody who needs to gain weight. And what yeah. do we talk about? Talk about losing weight. But diet is important in every aspect of your life. Probably, I mean, there's some research that just came out that they think diet and poor diet yeah. contributes more to cancer and heart disease than smoking and inactivity. So, right. All right, let's talk about <clears throat> the, okay. the things that make you fat. I just, yes, yes. Tell me oh, about the time? things. No, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. So fat, I hate to say it, people, fat does not make you fat. So the good news is I can eat fatty food. Fat is good for you. Fat is now, good for you. Now, there may me. be some things writing about, this down. you know, there may be some problems eating what we call saturated fats, polyunsaturated fat. You know, margarine is terrible for you. I remember really? growing up that margarine. Well, you know, these things are just bad yeah. because they, they probably are associated with clogged arteries. The enemy of weight gain i mean well the the thing that makes you gain weight are carbohydrates simple carbohydrates and what's the reason our fat stores um come from sugar so the sugar you eat that you don't 
use for energy production is stored as fat. And the reason is feast and famine. You've heard of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our ancestors didn't always have uh, Cheez-Its and Pringles uh, lining the aisles of our grocery store. Get thee to the... Pringles. To the Pringles. Get me a pack of nabs. Yes. A nab and an RC. And an RC Remember that? Anyway. Um, our, so, so the problem is that these white flour products and sugar products are turned into single molecules of sugar in your bowels. Now, there are some people who can eat tons of sugar and they're skinny as all get out. All right. That may be the bacteria in their, in their guts that d- don't digest the sugars, the, the, the white flour into single sugars. But that's a whole other topic. I have something called the no-no diet. And this is a no-no. Biscuits. I'm writing it down. Okay, biscuits. biscuits. Biscuits are white flour. Okay, just pure flour. And one biscuit is like 10 teaspoons equivalent of sugar. We're going to talk about teaspoon equivalents here. No biscuits. White bread and buns. Wonder bread. I love me some wonder bread with liverwurst. Do you like liverwurst? I love it. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. The liverwurst is probably not bad. But anyway, five teaspoons of sugar is a single slice of white bread. Yeah. So white bread, hot dog buns, things like that. In excess are bad for you. That's one step of the no-no? Right. That's two no-nos. White bread and biscuits. The third one is potatoes. Potatoes. Okay, so white potatoes uh, kept Ireland alive, but mainly because of the potato skin. Sure. The potato itself is is a starch. It's broken down into simple sugars in your gut. So potatoes. All right, we're okay, going to talk. We we, we, we have to go. take a break. Yeah, okay. take, take a, a break. Quick, quick moment We've away. Got, yeah. the, we're going to talk about cancer and a famous diagnosis over the last couple of weeks and stress. Is it really dangerous for you if you have heart conditions or you know high blood pressure, whatever? Telephone number 919-860-9783 at Heart Health. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefald on News Radio 680 WPTF. And you can be aboard this show by calling 919-860-9783. You were talking about your no-no diet. Yeah, I think so you we got beyond about, two no's. Well, we had three. Biscuits, three. potatoes, and yeah. white bread. Yeah. The next one is sugar, any sugar. So ice cream counts, cakes count. And those products will definitely, I mean, you might as well just apply them right to your your, your belly because yeah. it's going to be turned into fat. I because do. Because you're always so, going to have yeah. enough calories, okay? Oddly All enough, right. some does end up right there, yeah. Snack crackers, Yeah. okay? Yeah. Cheez-Its, anything like that, okay. made out of white flour, is going to be bad for you. Um, the next thing is white rice, believe it or not, because they take all the goodness out of the rice. They take the husk off of it. They leave you just with the mushy center, and it is a simple carbohydrate that is digested right into sugar. And then the last thing, which breaks my heart to say this, yeah, pasta, pasta, pasta. Sure. It's a it's a, a a white flour product. So if you can cut back on those things, and I know I've got patients who went on the no no diet and immediately started losing weight. And the interesting thing about the no no diet, yeah, it's the diabetic diet. Okay, yeah, and it, there's a very simple connection is that type 2 diabetes is an over um, production of those things in our body trying to store the food for a famine situation. So we'll talk more about diet as it goes. We're going to move on to one of my favorite topics. What is that? If you are going to be 
in a doctor's office trying to be diagnosed with cancer, this may be, in the future, the first thing you hear. <laughs> no. So you, and actually, you may not want to hear that. No, but your well, oncologist... You know, dogs, dogs have an incredible sense of smell. They can smell yeah. from five miles away. My dog will go to the park and immediately yeah. start sniffing sure. to find out who's been there. Yeah. And um, it's been said that dogs <laughs> can, can smell in color. Well, there is a very, very smart group of people. It's called Biosent Diagnostics. And the American Society for Biochemistry had a meeting. Yeah. And they produced a study that showed that they were able to take s- these uh, protein products from cancer patients and train dogs to recognize them. And so once they did that, yeah. they got samples from patients who didn't have cancer and samples from patients who had cancer. And this is mainly lung cancer, also some ovarian cancer. 97% accurate. So they'd give him one and there'd be no bark. They'd give him right. another sample, bark, 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 woof, woof. And it's incredible. So now what they're going to do is they're going to take the samples and biochemically divide them up and divide them up into each individual protein. It's called a gas chromatograph. So they'll separate each individual protein, each individual carbohydrate, all the chemicals, and then one by one expose them to the cancer dog. And we may be able in the future, once they find that product, right. Detected by the dogs instead of detecting it with a dog, you'd be able to just you know get a blood test and say, "Up, oh, your protein's high. You may have cancer. You, Let's look for it." Well, what do you mean? We wouldn't have to have the dog in the well, office. Well, I would I'm rather have the dog. I'm looking forward to it. I yeah. would rather have the dog. I mean, man's best friend, doctor's best friend. Yeah. But um, it'll be more sophisticated. Although, you know, what's more sophisticated than a dog? I love dogs. I mean, dogs yeah. are. And you know what's also interesting? We're going to seg you into stress. Yeah. I have found that old folks who are lonely yes. or stressed out, you know what really can help them is a dog. Mm-hmm. A little tiny lap dog, as long right. as it's you know calm, even if it's not calm. There's something about a dog and a human being that establishes a relationship of trust. Well, not just that, um, they are now going to be able to help medically. Do you know that there are dogs that are trained to detect a seizure? Um, there are epileptics. Mm-hmm who, um, you know, I'm not so sure that's a PC word anymore, patients with epilepsy, okay. yeah. um, who uh, have seizures that are uncontrolled. There are dogs that will be able to warn them that a seizure is coming on. They don't know if it's a facial expression that the dogs pick up. They don't know if it's a scent. Maybe there's some something in the sweat that comes on prior to a seizure. They'll be able to bark warn the family, warn the child so they can get them in a safe situation. That's a true story. So I think this whole business about dogs and their scent, um, which is 50,000 times more sensitive than ours, it's unbelievable, um, will will be used in medical diagnostics now and in the future. And I think it's a wonderful thing. But are we going to then turn that knowledge into a machine that's going to read it? Yes. We'll call it the Fido machine. The Fido machine. Fido machine. It'll be... Once they've been able to take all the compounds in this spa- in this sample, yeah. separate them into each visual one, and yeah. find out which one it is, and I'm, they're going to present it to the dogs. Yeah. And then they'll be able to study it, find out exactly what chemical composition it is, and perhaps even um, go backwards and say, hey, we can block this. Maybe we can treat the cancer. But it's going to be a diagnostic issue. And I think early detection 
of any type of cancer is the key to treating it. Well, prevention is the key, and but early detection is going to help. And I think this is what the dogs are telling us. It's a warning la- signal. The last couple of weeks, Alex Trebek was yes. diagnosed, and he was diagnosed, yeah. and he used the term stage four yes. pancreatic yes. cancer. Yeah. Does that mean what I think it does? Well, that means it's spread, um, and it's spread distally. Uh, it's spread beyond into other parts of his body. And, you know, it's a tough diagnosis. He's a brave man, too. Mm-hmm. Pancreatic cancer is one of those things we really haven't made uh, a big dent in. Um, there is a great surgeon in town, uh, Chris Waters, who operated on me. We're going to shout out the good doctors here. Hey. And Chris does a procedure um, for pancreatic cancer that um, is tough. Um, he'll take the small bowel and hook it up to the pancreas, which is the organ that helps us digest. So yes. it's, it sits behind the small bowel near the stomach and gives us the digestive enzymes. It also is the place where insulin is produced. Yes. It's got many functions. But anyway. Um, it's called a Whipple, W-H, Mr. Whipple, but it was actually Dr. Whipple. You this remember is, Mr. Whipple on yes, uh, yeah, I do, the yes. toilet guy? The You're toilet off track. Yeah, You're but off anyway, track. no, it's called the a Whipple, Whipple procedure. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, Chris Waters is a giant, and if it, it, it helps. It, it doesn't cure people. Um, in some very rare cases, they can cut out the pancreatic tumor when it's stage one, confined to the pancreas and do this procedure to attach the pancreas directly to the small bowel, and they yeah. can survive a long time. But it's it's for Alex Trebek, who's one of my favorite co-hosts, on, yeah. or hosts on TV. You're yeah. my favorite co-host. Yeah, um, yeah but, thank you. you know, what a tough diagnosis. But he's taking it and and using his um, experience to to show that, right. yes, you can live with cancer, and and there's more to life than just how many years you live. It's it's what you do with those years. I hate to even say it because I could remember this completely wrong. Michael Landon. Yeah, he had it. Patrick it. Swayze. Yes. And and sadly, in both of their cases, it was a very brief moment between announcement yeah. and well, and the, and the thing the is, end. it's hard to diagnose. A lot of people have chronic stomach pain. Yeah. And um, the best way to pick it up is with a CT scan. And I hate to say it because the, the, the people who run medicine now are mm-hmm. concerned about cost. Yeah. But I'll go ahead and do a CT if someone has chronic pain. Sure. Um, because I've, I've picked up a couple. Uh, they, they were advanced. But yeah. still, if you can pick it up early, there's a greater chance. We're going to talk about a famous TV dad who famously had stress. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about the entire – and we're also going to circle back – to this diet thing, because there's a major study that came out. That's all coming up on the second half of this show, next on WPTF. Now, back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefald on News Radio 680 WPTF. And the telephone number is 919-860-9783. Nobody spends a lot of time in the waiting room on this radio program. Oh, my gosh. We just you know, don't. Some doctors have magazine racks for waiting rooms. Yeah. Yeah. My waiting room has novels. Novels. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, it's you know, terrible. love my patients. Yeah. They'll wait an hour for me. Will they? Yeah. Well, that's good. Sometimes two. See, the, my thing, my shtick is, if somebody's sick, I got to spend time with them. And so yes. you have a 15-minute appointment, and they've got heart failure, their diabetes is out of control, you know, their blood pressure is out of control. I'm going to stick with them as long as I need to. And so yeah. patients are told, hey, 
We're about an hour late. Why don't you go get a cup of coffee? There's a really good coffee it's shop good. down the street. And, and we, we deal with it. We're cool with it. And when you talk to somebody, you're not talking to the computer screen? I have no computer in the room. Good. Like yeah, I'm amen. looking at you right now. Dr. Franklin Weefold speaking. Uh, he is a cardiologist and an internal medicine specialist. We would like you to call, but if you don't, we've got things that we've planned out. But but we'll interrupt for you. 919-860-9783. On the TV show, The Jeffersons. My favorite show. There was a great you episode. You want me to sing it for you? Moving on No, up. no, no I, oh, I specifically don't. Okay. <laughs> the, there was an episode where Sherman Hemsley's character, uh, Jefferson, was told that he had stress and that the stress was going to kill him. It is. And so... It would. And he was the kind of guy... He'd pop off. Oh, he, you, he, I, you Sherman, was, Sherman was a hothead. Right. So... What was his wife's George, name? Wheezy? George Jefferson. Yeah. Right. And uh, Wheezy Louise Jefferson. Wheezy. All right. He was told to control his stress. And what happened was he stopped blowing. He just kept it in. That's and the worst thing you can do. Florence, his domestic assistant... Oh, that's played a by, PC word. Play, played by, played by Marla Gibbs, an extraordinarily talented Absolutely. character actress. She needled him until he finally did blow. Yeah, and his doctor took his blood pressure almost at that moment and said, "You know, your blood pressure's down." Yep. Because he was bottling it up, it was worse. Yeah, bottling it up is much, much worse. You know, this is one of the things I think people don't understand. It is true. Stress can kill you. It can mm-hmm. cause a heart attack. Um, one of the first documented scientific studies was during the Gulf War. And I don't know if you remember, um, Saddam Hussein decided to attack Israel. So he shot some scuds yes. into Tel Aviv. And six hours after that attack was a big spike in heart attacks. Now, how does that happen? The, the scud missiles didn't hit the hearts. But right. what happened was people got scared out of their minds. And when that happens, when you're scared, the adrenal glands, which are these little glands that sit above your kidneys on both sides, excrete adrenaline. So you know what that is, fight or flight. I do know. The adrenaline goes up, your heart starts to pound, you get enough energy to run away from the tiger that you see in your backyard. Yes. Well, constant stress will produce lower, I mean, higher levels of adrenaline that your body is than your body is used to. Acute stress will flood your body with adrenaline. So when the adrenaline comes, the arteries in your heart will constrict. And when they constrict, that cholesterol plaque can actually rupture. And all that cholesterol flows out of the cap, it clots the artery, and you have a heart attack. And so this is another reason why most heart attacks occur in the morning, about 9 o'clock in the morning. Why? Because it's very stressful to wake up. Cortisol goes up. Adrenaline goes up to get your body going. And so that is an inciting factor for people having heart attack. And, you know, this is why I think in our day and age we have such a hectic life. And, you know, I think people run and and a lot of people do the jogging thing. Yeah. um, Because it relieves stress. It, It creates these things, these natural opiates in your brain called endorphins. And yeah. so it's called the runner's high. And that's why I recommend to all my patients some form of exercise, 35, 40 minutes of walking, and then stop and smell the roses. And the key thing is to find something in your life that you enjoy to take that stress level down. And um, it, it will kill you. And the, the key thing is to f- 
be with people who are, you know, happily married people live longer. And I think that's one of the main reasons yeah. is a lower level of stress hormones, uh, a lower yeah. chance of developing heart disease, that's strokes. Not What's that's that? Not it. That's not it. I think it's a big thing. No, the, the, what it is is each one saying secretly to the to themselves, I am going to outlive this. <laughs> I am going to outlive him if it is the last thing I do. And in fact, it might be, yeah. but I'm going to outlive him. So stress it really does affect the heart. I know that's it's dumb, but yeah. but, well, but that's I, such a pop psychology. You can actually or, feel it. Right? It's a you pop can feel medical your, thing. Right, you can feel your heart pound. All right. And so, so they did a study. It, right? it is true. They did a yes. study. Well, they've done the lots result. of studies. This latest one was on PTSD. Yeah. Post traumatic stress disorder. Our troops, God love them. A lot of them have them, and they found that these kind of conditions and other psychiatric conditions related to stress. Um, will increase your risk for heart disease for sure. The other thing that happens when adrenaline is produced in your body from stress is you clot more. Now think about why, okay? I use the analogy of the tiger. Yeah. Well, the tigers bite you and you bleed to death. Sure, yeah. So one of the things that adrenaline does is cause your blood to clot more. And what is a heart attack? A heart attack is a clot that obstructs the flow of blood of the blood vessel feeding your heart muscle. So that's another reason why it's bad to be stressed. It's bad to have a lot of stress in your life. And it's good to find avenues to release that stress. So Sherman Helmsley yeah. can't bottle it in. Yeah. No, find, no, he can't. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the simple thing is find friends, people you can unload on without fear that you're going to be judged. People Willis. who love you unconditionally. Thomas Willis. Who's that? Thomas Willis was the neighbor who used to come over and. Oh, and Tom! Fred, Fred Tom. And, yeah. You know, he would yell at him. Yeah. Not, not that yelling is good because you're just sharing the stress with somebody right. else. But is it, I mean, physical activity, but what else? I think being able to get it off your chest. There, and, and you know, yeah. what? that's because you, when you have that stress, you feel it in your chest, you, you feel you, tight. The term getting it off your chest. Okay. Getting the stress out of your life. And I think friends are really important. But, you know, we talked about these dogs earlier. Dogs, cats, pets. I don't know about cats. Okay. No, they knew no, nothing for stress. Yeah. I think they cause stress. Yeah. There's nothing like a dog. <laughs> There's nothing like a dog. But um, being cared about, I think, is also an important thing. I mean, yeah. being loved unconditionally. being Feeling like you have... Uh, people in the world who appreciate what you do and that you can talk to without fear of being judged. And I think if you can find that social group, if you can find that spouse, if you can find somebody in your life that you can share things with. Hey, talk about the Jeffersons, okay? Yeah. Do you know what show that originated on? Sure, I do. All, all in the family. Can yes. you name all of the spinoffs? Well, it was uh, Jefferson's All in the Family. There was Maud. Maud. Um, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, There's two more. Two more? Yes. Really? No, I don't know. Gloria. Gloria. Six episodes. Yeah, that's Sally Struthers. That's the, not even a spin The last off. one? That's a spin into the ground. Uh, yeah. The last one? What's that? Archie's Place. You remember? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. After Edith died, yeah. Archie bought a bar, and it was called Archie's Place. So that's trivia today. And right. you got all of them but two. That's pretty good. I'm good. Dr. Franklin Weefall talking to us about stress, about your health, my health. I have a stressful job, not this thing. <laughs> you kidding, not this. 
but my regular job during the week, let's not even say what it is right now. I regularly, not regularly, every six months or so have a fight or flight moment. It's that moment of truth where you say to yourself, what am I going to do? Right. And I also have moments when I work with people who are having that fight or flight thing once or twice a day. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing because they don't remember what happened. Their their cognitive ability, their ability to think through things or to remember what did happen, that's gone. Yeah. But they're going through this heavy stress. Over time, that's a heart factor. Very bad. Very Very bad. bad. Mm -hmm. And and there are um, um, medical specialists, mental health specialists who deal with this problem and can teach you how to deal with it those acute moments where you know the world is falling in around you you've got a tight feeling in your chest mm-hmm. and, and you you wonder how it's going to help one of the key things that i do is deep breathing and that it actually has a a physiologic response <clears throat> and i'm not talking about rapid shallow breathing i'm talking about slow yeah deep breaths that you fill your lungs you hold it for a second or two and breathe it out slowly and do that about four or five times and that releases the, the um, uh, vagal neurologic response that slows your body down, mm-hmm. reduces the amount of adrenaline. Now, when I was a resident, and there were, there were lots of codes back then, yes. you know, code blue, people yeah. would drop, and you'd have to run over there and right. do CPR and right. do all this stuff, the shocking. And I used to get very excited about that until... There was a great doctor, Kenneth Boffman, who walked up to me and said, Frank, you gotta pretend you're Clint Eastwood. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you gotta act. You gotta act like those doctors on TV. Yeah. You gotta, you know, he said the first rule in a cardiac arrest is you take your own pulse and just make sure you're, you're centered, that you're in that mode where nothing's gonna bother you. I've only had one code in my office, just one. And everybody started to panic and I looked at him and I said, hey, yes, yes, we're gonna do this step by step. We're gonna follow the procedure and we're gonna be okay. And we got her back. But the key thing, when everybody else is falling apart around you, yeah. especially if you're the leader, yep. find those mechanisms to train yourself to be calm. And, and I think that can those mechanisms can also be used <clears throat> when you're in a situation that is just about to drive you nuts. And that happens to me about every day. And I take those deep breaths. And the other thing is take yeah. a five-minute break. Yeah. Don't smoke. Go out. No, no. You know, grab and also water. Keep yourself hydrated. Because then you got to take a potty break, and that's a break. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about we got to talk about pollen. Yeah, we're going to talk about pollen. We're also going to talk about uh, supplements because we've been talking about diet. medicine yeah. and diet, and sometimes supplements are. I, I know people with hundreds, yeah, not of pills, but hundreds of bottles. And it's 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 the supplement of the week, right? And I've got a question about CPR. That's coming up. But we'll put it all aside if you dial us up at 919-860-9783, Heart Health on WPTF. Now, back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-890-9783. 
And we're going to talk about stress and then go back and talk about supplements in just a moment. But I David, want to talk about kielbasa. You want to talk about <laughs> Mike Kielbasa. The but anyway, name. let's go. Let's the fellow's go. name is Michael. Ba- That's like, well, yep. there's a story about a specialist who saw my daughter with an exciting last oh, name, got, but we're I've not going to talk about that. Ooh. All right, David and Garner, thank you for David. calling up. How you doing? How you doing, man? Long time. Hey, what can I do for up? you? Uh, I was going to ask Dr. Weefall uh, a couple of questions here. Uh, how many, uh, of course, I know it would depend on a person's weight, uh, grams of protein he thinks adult male needs a day, and also if he would uh, give me his spill, I know it pretty good. So we got it that atrial fibrillation. All right, well, hold on. The f- question number one has to do with how many grams of protein would an adult male? I'm, I'm assuming you're get, asking about yourself, David. Well, yeah, any uh, uh, in general, uh, yeah, any you know, two hundred, two hundred and twenty pound male. Now, how, how much do you weigh? He said two hundred twenty pounds. Two hundred twenty. That's exactly hundred kilos. So it's approximately 0.36 grams per pound, and so if he's 200 pounds, you're talking about 70 grams of protein, and so you know that's that's a substantial amount, and um, you know if you're if you're deciding, you can have about four portions of garbanzo beans, but basically that's about a big steak, okay, and. You know, yeah. eggs are a great source of protein. Uh, meat, and I'm talking about chicken. Yeah. Fish is an excellent source of protein. A can of tuna will get you almost half of what you need every day. And again, protein is the only thing that we absolutely every day have to take in. And um, people who are strict vegans have a tough time making that. Most of their uh, protein intake has got to be from beans and it's got to be from soybeans. Um, but I tell you, there's nothing like a good steak. And and I will tell you this, yeah. fat is not bad for you. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's the carbs. If you have a high-fat diet and a high-carb diet, there's something about that, that 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 leads to health problems. But let's talk about his AFib. Tell me more about your atrial fibrillation. Well, I've had it, let's see, uh, about 15 years now. Okay, are you in rhythm now, or are you still yeah, in, out of rhythm? rhythm. I, I take medication for it. What do you take, Multac? No, I take uh, something I read on the internet a couple of months ago. That somebody said it wasn't good for me, but that's what I take, metoprolol. Metoprolol, it's good for you. And if you can control your AFib with just metoprolol, you're in good shape. What metoprolol does is block that stress hormone that we just talked about, adrenaline. Yeah. So the upper chamber of your heart is sensitive to adrenaline. And when you have a lot of caffeine, it's a stimulant when you're upset or excited. And even in your baseline state, the upper chamber of your heart will start to fibrillate. And that means it's just the electricity's traveling around instead of in an orderly fashion. It's just flopping around all over the place. And the biggest problem with that is that when the blood's not flowing smoothly on that upper two upper chambers, little clots can form and break off and go to the brain. So you must be on a quote-unquote blood thinner. I hate to use that term, but you're on an I'm, anticoagulant? I'm not on a, not on a blood thinner. I've, okay. I got really, uh, I was on that for a while, but I got really uncomfortable with it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's this whole um, scale that we use, and I won't go into it with you to determine whether the risk is outweighs the benefits. How about an aspirin? Do you at least take an aspirin? Yeah, I take some aspirin. Yeah, yeah so. I'll ask you one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, got a friend uh, in pretty good shape. Uh, 
he's on this plant-based diet, and he's trying to convince me that I can get all the protein from plant-based. Yeah. You know, and of course, they sure. convince me because I eat eggs. Yeah, I, let me tell you what I think. Um, my sister was a vegetarian for some time, and unless you're really careful, um, it's difficult um, to get the right kind of protein. I, a, I have a friend who's a piscatarian. Uh, they eat they eat vegetables and plants, but also fish. And Pis- because they well because they feel every other animal has feelings, but fish don't have feelings. We'll talk about <laughs> koi fish. But anyway, I I I don't recommend. Um, plant-based diets to anyone who isn't willing to put the time in and learn about the sources of protein and the sources of other nutrients and to make sure that every day they're getting enough. Now, there are some nutritionists who believe you can get quality protein from plant-based products. I'm going to tell you that I don't really think you can unless you become an expert at, at hunting down the different ingredients and the different types of plants that can do it. Um, I have a personal stake in this issue because I love meat and I love steak. Um, you know, the the new new Green Deal is going to get rid of all cows. What is? You heard, haven't heard about the new Green Deal? They want to get rid of all cows uh, because they expel in their flatus. That's a good medical term. Good for you. Yes, Methane. thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they will, they will pry the T-bone out of my cold dead hands. But anyway, if, <laughs> no, if they, I think... I they think, won't be able to. They will right. lack the strength. That's right. right. But if you want to try a plant-based diet, I think you could be healthy. But the thing you'll have to do is invest a lot of time buy some books, uh, get online, and make sure that you have access to all the different things you need to get the right amount and the right levels of different, see there are many different types of amino acids that are in protein. Yeah. And some of the plant-based products don't have them. So you have to make sure that you can get those uh, essential amino acids um, that you need. Now, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this because there are vegetarians all over the world that do very well. Uh, and I agree, but I think you've got to be really careful. All right, we lost David. His That's telephone okay. telephone dropped off. I hope he didn't get mad about the the steak. I don't think so. Okay, good. I don't think so. Now, let, everything's going to be a combination anyway, right. unless I'm some sort of yes. What you call it? A piscatarian? A piscatarian. They eat fish. Really? But they they won't eat anything else. They because they figure fish have no feelings. Right. But you know, let me, have you ever seen a koi fish pond? Sure. I mean, those fish are smart as all get out. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend who had one, and every day the fish knew that he was coming. They'd swim around in circles. They could see him. They'd come up with their mouths, you know, um, flapping and stuff. So, I don't know. I think those fish had feelings. Can I take supplements to replace the things, the nutrients I don't get in my diet. A new study would suggest that you can't. Um, at uh, Tufts University, they did a study and showed, yes, certain nutrients will keep you alive longer. Vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin K, zinc, they do help. Yeah. But only when you get them from the right foods. So those people who had the adequate intake of those vitamins, those essential things, lived longer. But those in the study who got those essential things only from supplements, it didn't do them any good. So supplements are a $30 billion a year industry. And I think, you know, we've got to find out if they work. I want to know, 
Is there anything that you know that I can buy over the counter that says it supports heart health well, that one. actually does? Yeah, and I, I can't tell you that. Okay. I can't because, you know, I can tell you that in certain situations, if you've had a heart attack and you're in a certain age group, the studies have shown that a cholesterol medication, a statin, will lower your risk of another heart attack. And how? Right, right. They did a double-blind controlled study. So they took 10,000 people, gave them an inert substance called a placebo, and Mm -hmm. 10,000 people with the same background characteristics and gave them a cholesterol medication. And the 10,000 who got the cholesterol medication lived a whole lot longer. That's how you prove things in medicine. And And? I don't, I mean, if you know, if you're a supplement manufacturer, call us, educate us, tell us what you know to be true about the health benefits of supplements. Because every single container and every single commercial says specifically these claims have not been identified or proven by the FDA. And you know, that's interesting because if you call it a supplement, you don't have to prove it. If you call it a medicine, you have to prove it. And so the FDA is is going to start, I think, to regulate you know supplements more. The other thing is a lot of these manufacturers are are very shady. So some of the supplements mm. coming out of China are yeah. basically, and I'm not kidding, sawdust. And you're paying forty dollars a month for a bottle of sawdust, and it's not tested regularly for any active ingredient. And you know, all the have you ever read? the ingredients in some of these supplements, it sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. You know, you know, um, weeds and and really well, sure. weird. I can't even pronounce yeah, but, these but things. But the point is, they figure that's good for you. Yeah. Because people 100 years ago took this yeah. in some other country. Well, believe it or not, though, some of our best drugs yeah. come from those origins. Okay. Um, and so... There's a yin and yang here. There's a, a plus and minus, and it's yeah. another topic for another show. All right, that's good. What are we going to talk about next week? I, I don't know. know. Oh, that's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it. It's all right. We'll figure it out. We always do. All right, we always do. The show is called Heart Health. Please tune in next Saturday at four. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.